Grace and peace to you from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So when should you build a silo? You know, I That's when you build a bigger barn. So when do you build a silo? When do you build a bigger barn? And I know for, for many of us, well, we don't have. Silo. But yet there's other things in our callings. Other things in our job. Things that might And in a sense, those are our silos. Those are our barns. It might not be exactly a barn, but close enough. And so when do you do it? When do you know? How do you know? I have to admit, as we approach the text today, we find ourselves kind of confronted with, well, dare I say, a bit of a confusing text, especially if you were planning on building a bigger barn, right? Because if you were planning on building Is that what this text is about? Is this text really about us never really moving forward in a career path or never going bigger or never making any more money? Or maybe it's just about material. Maybe that's what the text is about. In fact, many people have read this text and thought And so we shouldn't own anything. As Christians, we simply should not own stuff. But is that what the text is about? Is that what Christ is talking about right here? Is he talking about how we as Christians should just never own? The key for this passage comes in two parts. First is the most obvious, the context. A man comes up and and that's what he's at and so Jesus' response goes along with that very thing the dividing of the inheritance but more importantly The heart of the man who's asking for the inheritance to be divided to begin with. The second thing that helps us to understand this text is the pronouns. 
And I know that might sound funny at first, but if you read through it, if you look at the pronouns, the pronouns are what give everything away. First person singular. All of them are first person singular. I this man who is given these great and wonderful gifts from God, for that's what it is. He receives a high yield of Christ. to eat, drink, and be merry. Where's the talk of his family? Where's the talk about his kids or his grandchildren? Where's the talk about helping any other person other than himself? There's none. God gives this man a great gift and he instead turns around and uses it only for himself. It is idolatry. It is greed. And when we begin to understand that, we can reflect upon our own lives as Christians. Where have we failed? Where have we taken the great and wonderful gifts of God and utilized in an idolatrous way? Where have we taken those wonderful things that God has given to us and instead Now listen, I'm not saying that we can't own personal property and I don't think Jesus is saying that either. I don't think Jesus is talking about taking time for yourself or even having self-help or even having good mental health. He's not talking about that. But if you begin to reflect upon your life and you begin to reflect upon all the avenues of your life and you begin to realize only things that benefit you, only your benefit this text is for you. If you begin to reflect and realize that maybe you have had idolatry, maybe you have been placing something in the place that only God should be, Jesus is speaking to you. In reality, if we really dwell on this, we really think about this, Jesus is talking to all of us. We've all done this before. We've all failed. We've all held things up and put things in the place of God. We've all committed idolatry at some point in our lives. And as we reflect on that, and as we think about how we have so often failed to live a life that is sacrificial instead of selfish, we can rest in the arms of a Savior who didn't. We can rest in the arms of a Savior who came for us and lived a life that was all sacrifice for you. That Jesus came down from heaven not for His benefit, 
Not for His sake, but for yours. That Jesus goes to the cross not because He gets some great benefit from it, but because you do. Because through Him and through His sacrifice, you have been reconciled with your heavenly Father. Your relationship with Him has been restored and reconciled. You have been redeemed by the very blood of the Lamb. That He took those sins, those sins of selfishness, those sins of greed, and He took them to the cross for your sake and for your salvation. So that through Him and through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit, we, as we venture out, may live a life that is sacrificial, that gives to others, that thinks of others, that is grounded in the very faith and knowledge that we are saved through Christ Jesus. In His name, Amen. And now may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.